Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. With available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome in to the Early Edge NFL Week 7 Prop Spectacular. I'm your host, Alan Bell, and yes, I am in here today in place of Coach. He had a small emergency he had to take care of. So you're dealing with a substitute teacher today, but you know what? We're going to have a ton of fun. Let's have some fun now. Before we get to that and before we get to our recap, some early edge merch. That's what everybody wants, right? 20% off right now for the rest of the year. We're offering that on all early edge merch. Use the link in the description of both the audio or video versions of the show. If you're watching on YouTube, use the QR code right there on the screen. Take you directly to the storefront. And at checkout, use the code EARLYEDGE20. Now, let's take a look at how we did last week. Not bad, boys. Not bad at all. See ya. Obviously, you were very much missed. You're always missed. But you know what? You're a busy man as well. Prop Stars and Dave Richard going. What's that? Three and two? Three and two? I can't count too well. Seems like six and four, boys. Well done on that. Let's bring in the stars of the show. Enough of that. Well done. First off, Prop Stars. Great job last week. How are we doing, sir? AB, good to see you. Cousin Sia, you mentioned Sportsline merch. While I take oh. a sip of my Sportsline mug right here. And yeah, we've had six straight profitable weeks myself, AB. I am going for my seventh in a row, knock on wood. Well, I love it. Look, and first off, congratulations. Second, with those kind of numbers between you, Sia, Uncle Dave, you, you don't even need me. The show runs itself. Like you guys are crushing it. But, Sia, it's fantastic to have you back, buddy. How are we doing, sir? Uh, happy to be back. I certainly miss Uncle Dave and Coach. But, Alan, I, I love when you're on the show because you auto put a smile on my face. Like, it doesn't <laughs> matter. Like, if I'm having a bad day, when you're on the show, you put a smile on my face. I do want to promote the Sunday noon Eastern time show because the one right before the Sunday kickoff. Because even though, in spite of the fact that I missed Friday, I did come to that Sunday show with two picks. And I just want, like, because sometimes I only have four picks on this show as opposed to five. A lot of times I'll come to that Sunday show with an extra pick. And, and for the record, I had two picks. I had Devin Singletary over 20 and 20 and a half receiving yards that hit I also had Marquise Brown over 69 and a half receiving yards unfortunately with five minutes left in garbage time he got injured on 68 yards so I ended up going one and one it truly should have been two and oh but that's the way it goes injuries happen I, I we we had a uh, Joshua Kelly injury on Thursday night football too the guy like literally didn't touch the ball and went out with a knee injury so those things happen but I'm happy to be back let's go well I'll say this first off you bring a smile to my face second off basketball your video that you put out one i thought is fantastic two my favorite part is that immediately people are like oh how many takes you know did you have to do you know to hit you know uh basically like a three-fourths of a court shot and you're like dude i hit two out of five like just ripped it 
So that was awesome. And then, yeah, dude, uh, both of those plays, like Marquise Brown, that was brutal. Joshua Kelly, that was brutal as well. Uh, but you know what? Hey, you're a baller. Pick it up. Crush yeah. it every time. All right, let's absolutely. jump into it. Yeah, absolutely indeed, man. Let's jump into it. All right, first game, Browns at the Ravens. All right, Ravens, a six-and-a-half-point favorite at home, uh, a total of 45-and-a-half. So we only have one play on it. Sia, you've got it on a wide receiver on the Brown side. Bring it down, my man. What you got? Yeah, I like this game, particularly in a negative game script, or what I presume to be a negative game script. That's certainly what Vegas thinks uh, for the Cleveland Browns. Omari so, uh, Cooper, he's like the target share monster. He's he's in, let's see, the top 10 when it comes to target share in the entire NFL. He's creeping right around 30% target share. It's basically him and David Njoku that are sucking up all the targets. Now, granted, it's always the Nick Chubb show, but in this particular game, I do think we're going to have a back and forth from a scoring standpoint. And I do think Omari Cooper, if you just look at his targets over the last let's say, well, this entire season, 12 targets, 12 targets, four targets, 11 targets, and 10 targets. Now, you very well could take his reception prop of over four and a half, but I could see a scenario, even though Omari runs those short area routes, I could see a scenario on one of these catches where he does get loose. The The total yardage, again, is 55 and a half. I like the over there. It's minus 115. Considering the targets that he gets, considering that the Ravens secondary has, has been pretty bad, I mean, they're getting, I suppose, maybe a little bit healthier. They're getting a little bit stronger. But, but I do like the fact that Amari is going to suck up all these targets. So give me over 55 and a half receiving yards for Amari uh, Cooper. Yeah, I like that. And, and, you know, for two reasons, right? Uh, you know, just kind of back you up. Like, one, Amari Cooper, he could have, like, a first half non-existent with the Browns offense. Second half, boom. Like, this guy finds the end zone, right? Like, he finds the end zone. He finds yardage. And then number two, I mean, look at the team he's going up against, the Baltimore Ravens. Like, not only do they put up points, so it's going to force an up-tempo. And, you know, you would believe and think, a higher statistical game for, you know, these type of skill position players. But the Ravens also give up points in the second half yes. a ton. So you've mm -hmm. got a really sharp play here that's going to, I mean, literally all 60 minutes of the game, Amari Cooper's numbers are going to be in effect right there. Yeah, go ahead. And the one thing I want to point out too is he was really, Amari was really inefficient last week. And that's yeah. not all on him. He only caught four of 12 targets for 44 yards. But I do think that kind of drives, like me and Alex, we, we, we tend to always talk about, I, I, I know I tried to talk about it all the time and Alex always reminds me of it. We're looking for discounts. We're looking for, uh, certain things in the market that probably shouldn't be there. And I, and I think that 44-yard total, it very well could have been a 71-yard total. And then all of a sudden, this prop, instead of 55 and a half, it's 59 and a half or 61 and a half. So I think we're kind of getting a discount because of the inefficiency from Amari Cooper last week. Yep, 100% agree. And, you know, for Browns offense and Kevin Stefanski, who has had their own red zone troubles, right? Like, I mean, that that's even better, you know, for guys like that. I mean, all of those yardage, yeah, they all add up for sure. All right, next game here. Lions at the Cowboys and... Uh, you know, I know how the flow goes. Obviously, watch the show every week. Uh, if you don't have a play on a game, but you want to jump in, feel free, obviously, right? Uh, so we got the Lions at the Cowboys. You both have a play on this one. Cowboys, a six and a half point favorite at home, total of 49. Props, I'll start with you. You like something on, well, actually, you both like something on the Cowboys side. Props, you go first. See you, follow it up. Yeah, Sia mentioned discount. This is an exact example of that. We're getting a very nice discount on Dalton Schultz. I'll explain why. The prop is Dalton Schultz over 31 and a half receiving yards. For whatever reason, Dalton Schultz was just not able to produce with Cooper Rush at quarterback. He was also been banged up for most of the season. This is not the case right now. He's practicing in full this week. He was a surprise inactive last week after practicing on a limited basis, but I'm very encouraged by his practice participation. Also, the biggest thing that's going to help this play out is he's getting Dak Prescott back at quarterback when Dak 
is at quarterback. He loves Dalton Schultz. In 13 of the seven last 17 games, these guys have played together, which is basically a full season sample. He has gone over this number. They're averaging 51 receiving yards per game with Dak at quarterback. Also, this is a fantastic matchup on paper. Detroit is 28th in DVOA to the tight end position. They're surrendering 62 yards per game to opposing tight ends as well. We've also got a 49-point game total as well. That's the second-highest total on this weekend slate. That should produce a competitive game environment with potentially a lot of scoring. I often talk about getting cheap pieces in potential shootouts or high-scoring games. This is a perfect example of that. This is a cheap piece. This is a discount. And this is just a great spot to get Dalton Schultz at a serious, serious discount. Love him over 31 and a half receiving yards. I'd play it up to 34, 35 and a half receiving yards and expect it to close near that number as well. I love it, man. See it. Follow him up, buddy. What you got? Yeah, give me the Cowboys as well. Give me Ezekiel Elliott over 64 and a half rushing yards at minus 115. Listen, his last four games, 81 yards. These are rushing yards, of course, 78, 49, 73. In that span, he's averaging about 17 point, well, exactly, 17.25 carries per game. I'll note that his rushing attempt prop this week is 15 and a half. I actually kind of like the over, but it's shaded a little bit to the under in terms of where the juice is. If he's, let's say, at 15, if it, if it comes under that rushing attempt total, he only has to average four and a half yards per carry. This is a Detroit Lions defense that's allowing five and a half yards per carry. And I got to admit, even though I think Pollard is clearly the, the better sort of running back, he's certainly the more spry running back, the, the guy that's getting to the edge a lot faster. I got to admit, Ezekiel Elliott looked pretty good last week. And this is a coaching staff that, you know, I'm beside myself every time Every time I watch a Cowboys game. I'm like, let's get Pollard in. Let's get him in earlier. Well, this coaching staff is, is not going to listen to us. They want to get they want to get the guy who has the big contract going. That's Ezekiel Elliott. This is really a game for that coaching staff and Jerry Jones to prove that Jerry Jones is really the guy for the Dallas Cowboys. And I think they're going to kind of run it down Detroit's throat. Yes, they're going to be involved in the passing game. Dak is back. That's great. But that also means Detroit has to respect the passing game a little bit more than they would have if it had been Cooper Rush. I expect Ezekiel Elliott to get 15, 16, maybe 17 carries in this game. And if he averages, again, four-ish yards per carry, he'll eclipse this number of 64 and a half rushing yards. Yeah, you know, see, I was going to say, I mean, yeah, one, the coaching staff. Buddy, you're going all the way to the top on that one with the Dallas Cowboys. Jerry Jones will push Ezekiel Elliott, as we've seen week after week after week, year after year, right? Yeah, props. What do you got, bud? Yeah, so while Tony Pollard may be the better uh, talent as far as explosive plays are concerned in that backfield, one thing that Zeke does better than maybe any back in the NFL is pass protect. He is extremely trusted by Dak Prescott. We've seen Dak Prescott deal with a variety of injuries. His first game back, he's going to want Zeke back there to protect him. He's almost like another quarterback or offensive lineman when you see him calling out potential defensive blitzes and uh, assignments. The guy is a very sharp high IQ football player doesn't get enough credit for this in my opinion so I expect him to be on the field a lot and get pretty much all of that early down work and any potential clock killing work as well if they're grinding the game out mm-hmm. uh, when they have a lead so I like this play quite a bit as well dude like not only all right and, and real quick Eric like not only is Zeke one of the best he might be the best running back in the NFL yeah. at pass protect it is unbelievable and, and let, me, let me say this I'm someone here in Nashville all right I've seen Derrick Henry's entire career Derrick Henry's a monster they take him off the field on third downs because pass protection. Like Zeke deserves so much credit 
for how good he is because that's physicality. Yeah, and uh, see, go ahead. And the I see question. the question. Yeah, 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 I see the question, and I'll answer that, Alan. But but I'm really glad. Uh, I'm really glad Prop Stars brought up the positive game strip because it's the converse with what the Amari Cooper situation, where I think they're going to be battling back most likely against the Baltimore Ravens. In this game, I see a positive game script, and I'm not so sure we're going to see that Detroit offense that is just like putting up points. Yeah, maybe. I mean, the total is high; it's close to 50, but this could be a. a a shoe on the throat if situation, if you will, with, with the Dallas Cowboys and the Detroit Lions. And if that's the case, then you, there you go. You got Zeke all day in a positive game script. But obviously, even in a, in a neutral and trailing game script, if that were the case, uh, Zeke would be the guy. The question in the chat was, uh, over: should I take it over 65 and a half rushing yards or what's the max you would go? Uh, good question. I would. Uh, I think I, I probably wouldn't go over 66 and a half. I think that's probably where I'd cap it, 66 and a half yards for Zeke. Well said. Well said. All right. Show me the next game here. And I'm just going to go ahead and give everyone uh, a little sneak preview on the Saturday uh, Early Edge AM show, morning show edition tomorrow, 10 a.m. Eastern. I have two plays on this game. Giants of the Jaguars. Jaguars minus three in Jacksonville. Total of 43. So I'm just going to give it to you free. Everybody watching the show, you're going to get it right now. I'm taking the Jaguars team total in the first half over 10 and a half. And I'm taking the Giants team total in the second half over nine and a half because these two teams are the most consistent in terms of the Jacksonville Jaguars starting early, getting a lead and blowing it. The Giants giving up, playing from behind, and in the second half coming back from 10 down and winning the game. So that has nothing to do with props. Just wanted to give that out there. I like that. But props coming to you. My man, you love the Saquon Barkley train. You stepped off of it correctly. At the right time, you're back on. Break it down. What do you got? I'm impressed that you knew that, A.B. Yeah. Yes, sir. So I watch been, every show. Yeah. I, I, that's awesome, A.B. Yeah. So we've been riding Saquon se- all season. It's officially Saquon season. We took last week off, but we are right back on the train. I am going over 15 and a half yards for his longest rush. I also like him at 76 and a half rushing yards. I also like his combination prop at 104 and a half combined rushing and receiving. I'll talk about all three. Uh, again, we took the week off last week against the Ravens. That was for good reason. They actually bottled up Saquon fairly well. They held him, I think, is his uh, rushing high was 13 or 14 yards, but we get a much better matchup, in my opinion, against a very young, a very talented, but green Jaguars defense that also gives up a lot of big plays. And that is Saquon's specialty. Saquon has been phenomenal this year. Sixth in rushing yards over expected uh, per attempt. Uh, running back 10 in breakaway percentage. He's also just he's in the ideal position of getting an elite workload and just being extremely efficient on it. I talk about that recipe all the time. That's what we look for. We look for volume and efficiency. When you get those both, that is the recipe for spike games as well. Speaking of that elite usage, he's averaging 19.8 rushing attempts per game to go along with 4.5 targets. He's averaging 102 yards on the ground and 25 receiving yards per game. That's 127 combined rushing and receiving yards per game. Very efficient, 5.2 yards per carry. Jaguars, they also surrender 55 receiving yards per game to opposing running backs that's the second most in the nfl that's why i like his combination prop i like his rushing prop and again you give this guy 16 to 18 carries he's going to snap off big plays the giants defense or excuse me the giants offense is literally predicated on saquon getting the football and breaking off big plays this jaguars defense is susceptible to allowing big plays i love all of his props my first favorite though is the over 15 and a half yards longest rush but i'm playing the other two as well 
privately. And uh, it's officially Saquon season, boys. Saquon season indeed, my man. All right, let's jump into the afternoon slate. But before we do, let's take a quick break and hear from one of our partners. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. And we are back. Now, real quick in the chat, my man Christian, you said any Christian McCaffrey props now that he is a Niner and will be on red zone plays. Hang tight on that. We're going to get to that game here in just a minute, and we will certainly discuss Christian McCaffrey, even though this week, I mean, could be tough. Even if he plays, I wouldn't I wouldn't count on a ton in terms of snap, but we'll get to it in a minute. All right, Texans at the Raiders. Raiders are a seven-point favorite, uh, a total of 45 and a half, only one play, props. Uh, Brandon Cooks, break it down. What do you got? Yeah, this is an interesting one. I'm fading Brandon Cooks going under 62 and a half receiving yards. Listen, Brandon Cooks has really struggled this year. He's been held under this prop in four or five games this season. He's averaging only 47 receiving yards per game. The Texans also have been relying heavily on their ground game, and Cooks hasn't eclipsed seven targets in any of their past three previous games as well. Nico Collins is also beginning to get a lot of work, and he's sort of eating into Cooks's target share. Cooks still leads the Texans with a 93% route rate. Collins is at 77%, but Collins looks really interesting on a per route basis. He's been a lot more efficient this season and he's running a lot deeper routes as well. Uh, Cooks has a very putrid 5.9 yards per target. That is not good. To give you an idea, Nico Collins is 10.5 in that quarter category, nearly doubled that. Uh, Collins also, he's coming off his best uh, game of the season last week, 92% route participation. That tied Brandon Cooks as well. Each player caught four passes. Collins produced 65 receiving yards. Cooks only had 20 as well. Uh, also, Las Vegas' is secondary, they have not been very good. If you look at the advanced metrics, they don't rank highly at all. But one thing they've done well, they've actually done a good job limiting opposing number one wide receivers. Brandon Cooks is still being treated as that. He's still getting the majority of coverage. Uh, the Raiders are sixth in DVOA, two opposing number one wide receivers. Look, the more I just break down Cooks more and more this week, his metrics look <laughs> Terrible, terrible. And the Texans are also very established to committing uh, to, to establishing Damian Pierce as well and their ground game. I think they're going to be heavily tilted towards the rush. I think this is going to be a low volume passing attack. It's not going to be the Texans of old where they're just throwing the ball a ton playing catch up. I think they're going to this is going to be a somewhat competitive game environment and you're just not going to see uh 
you know, 35 plus passing attempts from David Mills, as long as this game is somewhat competitive and cooks is just not getting those massive target shares that he used to get. And the books have not yet adjusted. We're still seeing the same lines that he had last year when he was getting 10, 12, 13, 14 targets per game. Not the case anymore. Uh, I expect this one to eventually catch up when they realize that Brandon cooks isn't the same player and nor is he getting the same targets. So I love fading him. This is one of my favorite spots this week under 62 and a half yards. I'd play it down to 59 and a half. There we go. All right. So one, I like your just entire thought process there Two, I like Eric David in the chat, his thought process. Putrid is a word we really need to use more. You know what, Eric? I 1 million percent agree. That's an excellent word. See you. What you got, buddy? I love words, Eric. Uh, Eric, by the way, we, we brought up Nico Collins, or at least Alex did, and uh, I believe Eric is a big University of Michigan fan. Go Blue. Nico Collins, I believe, is from Michigan. Listen, the, the thing I wanted to say here, a little bit of cross-promotion. So me and Mike McClure, we do the Fantasy Football Today DFS show. After our Thursday show, which for the record is in the Fantasy Football Today DFS feed, it's also in the Fantasy Football Today feed right now if you want to go listen to it. Again, it's a game-by-game preview, but we also put out a cheat sheet for that game-by-game preview, like our favorite stacks, our favorite players, our favorite values, chalk, all of that stuff. But we also put fades, and my fade is actually Brandon Cooks. The reason he's my fade is because it looks like he is going to be really popular this week as a runback, as sort of the other side of a maybe Derek Carr or um, uh, Derek Carr to Devontae Adams stack or a Josh Jacobs skinny stack with with, uh, Brandon Cooks. I actually... So he's my fade, but I actually like Nico Collins at 4,200 there. So I'm just kind of pointing out that Alex and I don't talk about our picks before this show, but it turns out, Alex doesn't know this, but uh, Brandon Cooks, because he's going to be so popular this week, is in fact my fade. So I'm all aboard that train. And I think if you do want to do a run back, I think Nico Collins might be your guy because he's so inexpensive and there's not a lot of value on this slate. Not trying to turn this into a DFS show, but it's something I wanted to point out because Brandon Cooks was on that cheat sheet of mine. Well, first off, bro, your DFS. I'm going to go ahead and make the ruling. With Coach not here, and he'd feel the same way. Your DFS info, always welcome. Cross-pollination and promotion, obviously, welcome as well. And I'll say this, man. Guy I grew up with, uh, I watch more college football with this guy than anybody. He's a huge Michigan guy. So, yeah, Eric, Amsour, the chat, go blue. Yeah, hail to the victors, baby. Hail to the victors, indeed. All right, next game here. Seahawks at Chargers. Chargers, a five-point favorite, total of 50 and a half. You both have plays on that game. Uh, see it. Start with you, man. DK Metcalf. What do you got? Yeah, I've got Metcalf's over of his receiving yards. Now, this one is a little tricky because I'm not 100% sure what's going on with Tyler Lockett. I, I, I got to look at the practice reports. They're obviously on the West Coast. He had a hamstring issue. Um, it doesn't really affect my bet one way or the other, to be honest with you. If he's in, I still like this bet. If, he, if he's hobbled for some reason and he's just playing the decoy role, I also like this bet. But it's DK Metcalf over 66 and a half receiving yards. This is one of those games where against the Chargers, who on the back end have been very bad, so bad that their star recruit this year, J.C. Jackson, actually got benched by Brandon Staley in the middle of the Monday night football game against the Denver Broncos. I just think it's time for Metcalf to kind of eat here. I think Tyler Lockett, if he's healthy, I think they both could potentially go over their over. Geno had a sort of uh, an underwhelming game last week, but I think he's going to have to get pushed. Let's remember, Arizona didn't really push the Seahawks last week. Well, the Chargers are probably going to be able to put up points on a fairly easy basis behind Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler. Let's see if Keenan's healthy. Mike Williams, Gerald Everett, Donald Palm, you name it, they've got it, and they're probably going to score here and there. I left out Josh Palmer and a host of others, but the point is, Metcalf over 66 and a half receiving yards. I think he's going to get peppered. We've seen, let's see, 88 
He wasn't good last week, but prior to that, 88 receiving yards, 149 receiving yards, and 64 receiving yards in the three weeks prior. He, the concentration of targets, it really truly goes to Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. Geno Smith in a negative game script is going to force the ball to DK Metcalf, and that should hit that should get him over the 66 and a half receiving yard total. Love it, man. Love it. Now, props, throwing it over to you. All right, you're going with a prop on my man, Kenneth Walker. Now, let me say, Kenneth Walker, born about three hours from where I sit right now in lovely Arlington, Tennessee. So anybody in the outer Memphis area of Arlington, shout out to you. You like Kenneth Walker big in this game. What do you got? I love Kenneth Walker, A.B. I just want to correct Sia on something real quick. Sia used the word underwhelming, I, I believe, to uh, uh, to uh, describe Geno Smith's game. That would be a ho-hum game if A.B. was calling it. I just wanted to put that out there. Sia. <laughs> a ho-hum game is what A.B. would say. But, yes, I love back on track. I love me some Kenneth Walker. We're going over 67 and a half rush yards. I have been so impressed with this rookie running back. He is so dynamic, explosive. He Over the last two weeks, he's combined for 21 carries, 185 rushing yards. That's 6.4 yards per carry. That came against New Orleans, who was no slouch in the run defense department, 14th in DVOA, and against Arizona, who despite their struggles are actually 11th in rushing DVOA. Uh, Walker is the running back three in rush yards over expected per attempt. The running back one in breakaway percentage the running back three in elusive rating he has been phenomenal off the charts according to all the metrics as well he needs to work on his consistency he's only the running back 36 in success rate but he has so much talent he is just a big play waiting to happen the Seahawks love this guy as well hence the draft capital they invested in him also his big playability is excellent for him in this matchup the Seahawks love running the football they're also playing the Chargers who are one of the biggest run funnels in the NFL coupled with one of the worst run defenses in the NFL Chargers run defense 28th in EPA per rush, 28th in run grade defense as well, 22nd in rushing DVOA. They've allowed the sixth most yards to opposing running backs. They surrender 115 yards per game to the running back position on the ground. Kenny Walker is going to get 15 to 18 carries in this game if it's competitive, which I anticipate it being. I think we all do. Seahawks have been very good offensively. Chargers have been pretty meh. I think the Seahawks are going to establish the run, even if they're down this game to me Kenny Walker this number is way closer to his floor than his ceiling this is a potential spike game for him I also like hitting his alts over 80 over 90 over 100 yards rushing but I just think this is such a good spot to smash him over 67 and a half rushing yards I'd play it up to 72 or 73 and a half I love it man I love it all right two picks left okay so Chiefs two points favorites at the 49ers total of 49 See it? You got one play in this game. Brandon Ayuk. Hit that. And then if you guys could, quickly, we'd have to spend a ton of time on it. But Christian McCaffrey, the thought process, how you'd kind of approach taking, you know, different items on him. But yeah, first hit us, Brandon Ayuk. What do you got? Yeah, just real quick to, to address CMC. I don't know if, if if props are out on him yet. I just checked DraftKings. I didn't see it, but I, I didn't do an expansive search. So I, I'm going to be off of him just kind of in general. I expect these props, if they open up, to be relatively low, but I'd love to hear what Alex says on him. I don't think he's a big factor, and he's certainly not a big factor on the play I have here, which is Brandon Ayuk over 53 and a half receiving yards. So I think this is going to be a tough game for San Francisco, mostly because their defense is so banged up. We'll have to wait and see which, which pieces come back. But that defense is very banged up. Kansas City on the road. 
even with that sort of subpar ho-hum receiver core and Travis Kelsey, I do think they're going to have a pretty easy time moving the ball again against a banged up secondary. That probably puts the San Francisco 49ers in somewhat of a negative game script, but even in a neutral game script, I do like Brandon Ayuk. He is the alpha. He is the wide receiver one. I understand Debo has his share both in the running and the passing game, but Ayuk might actually be the most talented receiver on that team in terms of route running and things of that nature. And we know Kansas City isn't very good against wide receiver ones. We can look at Stefan Diggs as, as a case study of that. But prior to that, they weren't good against wide receiver ones as well. I love the yak ability, something that Prop Stars likes to say a lot. I love the yak ability of Brandon Ayuk. And that's part of the reason I like him over 53 and a half receiving yards. He did have 11 targets last game, but typically he's in like the, the four to six range. I think if he gets... I don't know, five or six targets, maybe seven. I think he actually eclipses this because I think a couple long ones come here. But I honestly think he could get way more targets because of the negative game script and because of the Kansas City Chiefs likely putting some points on the board here. There we go. All right, props, give me a quick 20 to 30 seconds here. Chris McCaffrey, just thought process. Yeah, we're just speculating a lot on McCaffrey. We don't know his props yet. Obviously, it's a terrific landing spot for him. I expect the following week him to be, you know, the focal point of the 49ers game plan. Uh, Just this week, we don't know if he'll be on a touch count. Obviously, he's only had a couple days with the playbook. I think Kyle Shanahan has some somewhat sophisticated uh, run blocking schemes and assignments as well. I just We're just guessing basically how much he'll be on the field. I do expect him to be on the field, but just, you know, not knowing his numbers, we're just speculating a lot. So I'll probably make a tweet or something or see and I will talk about it Sunday morning on the NFL preview show, uh, what we're going to do or how we're going to kind of attack his props. And uh, yeah, that's my take on McCaffrey. Yeah, I think I think you're spot on. There's so much unknown. I I, I think there's so much unknown for Kyle Shanahan. (laughs) Like, I don't think anyone like no one understands. He just got to the facility probably an hour ago. So, yeah, I'd wait till Sunday and at least thinking about it. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I'm with you on that. All right. Last play that we have, and we're going to get out of here. Props, take us home. We got the Steelers at the Dolphins. Dolphins, seven-point favorite, uh, total of 45 and a half. You on Jalen Waddle play. Break it down, man. What you got? I am on Jalen Waddle. This actually reminds me a lot of the spot that Waddle was in, I believe, a few weeks ago when Sia took him. We're getting a serious discount here. I don't know why. Uh, listen, Jalen Waddle has eclipsed this line in four of six appearances this season. He's averaging 88 yards Per game. Again, the prop is Jalen Waddle over 58 and a half receiving yards. This is a very, very friendly number for him. He's also getting his QB back. Tua will be returning to the lineup. With Tua at quarterback, Waddle is averaging 114 receiving yards per game in games that Tua has appeared this season. He has an elite 2.6 yards per route run. This is also an excellent matchup on paper against the Steelers. They have struggled all season. They have just given up a ton of big plays as well. They've given up the most yards to opposing wide receivers on a per-game basis this year, A.B. They're giving up 210 yards to opposing wide receivers per game. That is by far first in the NFL or most allowed in the NFL. Uh, Waddle, again, he's been fantastic this season. He's been a little bit overshadowed because Tyree is just going bonkers and as a result of that we're just getting this huge discount on Waddle where Tyreek is around 75 and a half Waddle for some reason is sitting under 60 it makes no sense to me this is not a trap line those don't exist in props in my opinion and it just wouldn't surprise me if this prop ends up closing close to 65 66 by the time kickoff rolls around Sunday night this checks every box for me AP 
You know what checks every box for me? This recap right here, because it's beautiful here. Prop starts is on. Jalen Waddle over 58 and a half receiving yards. Brandon Cooks under 62 and a half receiving yards. Kenneth Walker over 67 and a half rushing yards. Saquon Barkley longest rush over 15 and a half yards. And Dalton Schultz over 31 and a half receiving yards. See you, Nishan is on Amari Cooper over 55 and a half receiving yards. Brandon Ayuk over 54 and a half receiving yards. Ezekiel Elliott over 64 and a half rushing yards. And DK Metcalf over 66 and a half receiving yards. Everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. We really do appreciate it. We will be back live tomorrow. Phone's going off right there. Saturday morning. <laughs> I couldn't get that off. Saturday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern for the early edge. But until then, everybody, and as these guys mentioned, a lot of injuries out there, CMC, you name it. Make sure to pay attention and watch Sunday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Eastern, because that's when we'll have a much better idea. But until then, best of luck. Let's catch these tickets. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts.